You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with the Pussy Queen. Hi, Florence. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. I'm on a bit of like a, a mad one at the moment. Tell us, what, what is a mad one, Reed? Uh, I don't know whether it's part of uh, my personality disorder traits. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Probably. I got diagnosed with cluster B personality traits at the beginning of this year, which is basically just like, mm, my brain just cherry picked yeah. a bunch of personality disorders, <laughs> traits of those and was like, yeah, we're just going to gather those in together. together. And and sometimes I feel like like on a manic high, like it's I I feel really manic at the yeah. moment, which is like good. It feels like being on drugs. I feel like like I can't eat, I can't sleep. I've got so much energy. The gym is easy. I can't stop thinking. I'm so productive and motivated, wow. which is amazing. But it's also the inevitable crash to come. Yes, we know these too well. Yeah, yeah, and I think that could be a borderline personality disorder trait. That yeah. I might have. Um, I haven't had bipolar tests, but I have had ADHD tests and I don't have ADHD. Yeah, because it also sounds like an ADHD high kind of thing as well. Hugely, right? Yeah, hugely. So yeah, I'm like, I feel fucking amazing. That's what's fucked up about it. It's like, I feel like... You're like, I'm so good! Yeah, I'm like, I'm so fucking good! That's exactly it. But like, okay, I need to, yeah, just check in, doing a little bit of tapping. I just tapping. had a really good therapy session. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like I can I can feel that energy from you like through the screen. Yes, which, I can feel your buzz, which can be good, but also can make people uncomfortable. Um, I had yeah. uh, cattle prod over last night, and I was like, just to warn you, I'm on a motherfucking eye. Like, is are you okay? Do I make you nervous? And he was like, No, you're okay. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, I can't settle because you're not settled. But yeah, and I'm allowed to talk about cattle prod at the moment, which is we had a really nice conversation. Not allowed. That sounds stupid, but yes, I can introduce him into the conversation again because I've been seeing cattle prod now for few months now yeah you, you cattle prod's been around like he's been around fuckers will know who crattle prod is you know the um the couple that i'm seeing at the moment yeah um, i mentioned that i was seeing him last night and they were like oh cattle cattle prod and i was like yes cattle prod oh, how, how do you fucking done know re- that's crazy done their research yes yes so there's there's a lot going on right now there's a lot. It's, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're seeing a lot of people. Yes, at the moment. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> four people, four beautiful souls. That's that's a that's a lot, and and great. How are you managing all of your work, time efficiently with seeing four people at the same time? I think that's the question that everyone has when it comes to polyamory. They're like, how the fuck do you survive oh i mean i love it being an extrovert and i just like eat it all up yum 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 and i don't really want time by myself but you know i'm working on that too (laughs) working on that part too Uh, yeah so it's it's working for now yeah i mean it could be the fucking personality disorders close to me who fucking knows sorry i know like i just need to because i'm taking up a lot of space at the moment florence Okay, let me give you an update. So, you know, last week we spoke to Adrena, the dominatrix. Yes, my girl. Well, I might have taken some of her advice last (gasps) night. Oh my God, tell me everything. I need to know immediately (laughs) right now. It was completely out of the blue. Completely out of the blue. 
me and college man went to the cinema to see Little Mermaid, which is fantastic, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Yes, highly recommend. I, I cannot wait. And we ended up, obviously, back in Baby in the car park. And <laughs> at one point, college college man was like, hey, wh- how do you feel? Uh, we were kissing a bit. How do you feel if I, you know, get in the back seat? So I was like, how the fuck are you going to fit in the back seats? Because if you have seen my car, <laughs> the back seats yeah. are not an option. Apart from we actually made it work. We put both the front seats down. So there was like actually quite ample space in the back. And um, first of all, he starts off by asking me if he can suck my boobs, which is the key oh. to my motherfucking heart. Oh, the consent and the boob sucking? (sighs) Fucking end me now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's also when someone pays like active, um, when they're actively interested in my lactation kink. Uh, Oh. Like instant wet, instant creaming wet. Um, And then it went from there to, I don't really know how this happened. And I think I must have just had Adrena in the back of my head saying... You can dom however you want to dom, and it's just like it's just your thing. Like it does, you don't have to be putting on a character. You don't have to yes. be someone else. Just do it in yes. your way, because mm. I something came over me. Oh, for Lawrence! <laughs> me, me, and him previously had spoken about us both being switches, and he was really interested in being dommed. And yes. yeah, there was just there was just a moment where I I kind of like grabbed his face and did the whole like uh-huh. thumb fingers in mouth thing. Mm. Actually, did it start by him saying, "Can you put can you put your fingers in your pussy and then put them in my mouth?" And I was like, "I'm on my period, like you don't want that." Are you like, sure? Yeah, you sure? And he was like, "I don't care." Well, he was like, "What if I said I don't care?" And I was like, "But it's messy." <gasps> he was like, "I like messy." I was like, oh, God, wait. brownie points. And then I was like, but you know about my thing, right? I was like, I don't know if it's a good day or a bad day. He was like, what if I said I didn't care? Oh, my God, so sexy. I, I know. So I did just that. I ditched my fingers on my pussy and then put him in, them in his mouth. And then mm. suddenly... I was in motherfucking control. Oh, <laughs> shit. The table's turned. What the fuck you gonna do? Yeah, so the whole scene kind of um, played out with him asking if he could like touch himself and I was able to say yes or no. And he took down his trousers, got his cock out, started stroking himself. And like I had his like face and his like jaw in my hands, like making him do like whatever I want. I was like whispering in his ear, licking his face. And like spitting in his mouth, which he fucking loved. And then I would be like, stop touching yourself. And then he'd like, stop. And he did exactly <gasps> oh what God. I said. Like the orgasm troll, the pleasure boy. control. Mm, yeah. The edging. Yeah. And then, you know how everything happened with him last time where I wasn't really able to communicate how I wanted aftercare properly? Well, I got to show him how to give really good aftercare. So after everything happened um, and he came like a lot, <laughs> I was like scared for a second. I was like, no, the car. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fun. So yeah, I got uh, after the session ended, I was like, do you want to do you want to lie in my lap? And he was like, uh, 
it's okay because he was like I feel a bit silly like after because I don't think that that might have been one of the first times that he had been like more submissive especially with me so he was like I don't know how I feel like I feel a bit like ha 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 yeah 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 like Like, teenagery come here yeah, like, oh my god my yeah. come come it's the it's the motherly like yeah come yeah because i'm here. a mu- i'm 100% mummy dom like that's yes. that is my dom style i am mm-hmm. mummy yeah. um yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah i had him in my lap and i was just like stroking his forehead like basically just stroking everywhere kissing his forehead like mm-hmm. massaging his pressure points like all of those things and he even he even said at the end he was like thank you for teaching me like how to give proper aftercare because like, oh, this is really nice i love aftercare is so fucking yeah. good so yeah, yeah that was my little dominatrix or like dom update and i just you know what i didn't even clock until this morning that i was like oh my god our last episode was about being dom and i've obviously just like unconsciously taken, taken that into my yeah. life and acted out and I'm very. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Florence. This is yeah, yeah. and you, it sounded like you felt really the the mistress was within you. Yeah, it just needed unlocking. Yeah. At the end, he was like, "Can you can you like whisper in my ear?" And I was like, "The fuck do I say?" <laughs> and then suddenly, loads of shit started coming out. Oh my god! Yes, yes. Maybe maybe our previous advice of like putting on a character, getting in the zone, was actually putting pressure on people yeah and so when you take that pressure away and you're just like just be yourself just do the dom version that you want to do flow with it do what comes natural rather than pretending to be something that you're not exactly yeah we fucked up man adrena has schooled us she has she Mm. has that was such a good episode i hope everyone else enjoyed it took it into their own hands afterwards yes i think we made a lot of lot of mini doms out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and hopefully i find them all <laughs> <laughs> please don't leave. please please mm-hmm. so yeah that that's my update do you have any anything else before we get the pussy queen on so yeah, Cattleprod and I have been having that fucking nickname, I'm dying, having a really, really lovely time. Um, we've been doing a lot of mutual masturbation whilst watching porn. That's been really cool. That is and cool. then last night we got into like a really, we, we took a lot of pressure off of ourselves with hanging out and it's not just hanging out with sex, which is kind of like the base for our relationship, especially because we both share the same fetishes and like turn-ons. And yeah, we we kind of just like, hey, do you want to come over, watch a movie and just like chill? And then I think that's taken off a lot of pressure because when you when you have that pressure on you to not just have sex, but also, you know, do a whole scene, be a dom, tie somebody up, like, you know, use toys, do this. It can be a lot and it takes a lot of time and energy. So going into that situation, we were both like, right, well, let's just put that aside. Let's just hang out. And if something does happen, then that's great. And that's been working really well for us. I love that he's so vocal when he's not really feeling the sex vibes so he'll be like actually is it okay if we just chill or like he suggested can we mutually masturbate and watch porn together and i was like fuck that's so hot and so that into hot. that yeah we've just been having like a really nice time and sending porn to each other and that's cute it's like a little porn friend 
Yes, it is. We were talking about, you know, when you have like your <laughs> fuck, what's it called? He called it something else, but I call it like your porn buddy. Like when you die, you yeah. need to have someone who's going to go on your laptop or on your phone and delete all of your porn history because it's like <laughs> fucking deep, dark shit that your family should never see. Right. Yeah. Um, he called it something else like your accountability buddy or something like that. Yes. Um, yeah. And I was like, Jesus, because I have, I never hide my porn history. I never like do a VPN or even like, M, what's it called? Imposter browser or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, incognito mode. Yeah. Never. Imposter browser. My, you know, when you search in Google, all of my search terms come up and it's like really fucked up shit. It's just like, like bondage, forced orgasms, like tickle torture, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like comes up so <laughs> horrifically. And especially, oh my God, I don't know if you've had this. When you used to like HDMI cable your laptop laptop to the tv to watch something or to like stream a movie yes yeah and then i'd be there like searching like oh yeah i'll just find this movie and it would come up in front of like my family or my friends and right on the big fucking screen and i was like no like trying so hard to just (laughs) but now i don't give a fuck anymore yeah i've just like gotten over that and and (laughs) cattle prob was like what you have porn history you're an idiot like my mine is all deleted i was like oh shit fair enough i didn't even think didn't even think to do that i, I was mean, like you're well, not ashamed you're not ashamed this is and very this is true this is yeah. very true yeah. it, it is very different we're both into the same things right yeah. but me being into those things as a female and him being into those things as a male completely two different schools of thought right it's yeah. scarier being a man and being into that the same stuff true like yeah on if both sides found it on his computer it'd be worse if it like worse out, exactly. like outcome for him if they found it on your computer right imagine your family member you know you're like like mm. family finds it my family's just gonna be like oh, oh good old read yeah. <laughs> but like someone it's else's funny. family might be like what the fuck like absolute freak psychopath like should be yeah, in prison he, kind of shit we birthed a psychopath uh-huh. yes yeah which is not the case if you watch fucked up porn that doesn't mean you're a psychopath that means that Maybe just a you, little bit just, just a little bit in your fantasy that's okay yeah. it's okay we are a little bit fucked up we all yeah. think about really fucked up shit like murdering our boss or like punching the lights out of someone we hate but yet when it comes to sex and <laughs> despicable acts we're like such a ashamed like so ashamed of it you know and it's just it's just the same imagination it doesn't mean that you actually want to do it or you're going to do it it's just fantasy so just clearing that up yeah yeah are you gonna keep your porn history always yeah 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 yeah, yeah. right before this gets too deep shall we get our guest on we are talking to chloe adriana aka the pussy queen And we can't wait to talk to her all about female empowerment, learning to love our vulvas, and also censorship, because that's a big topic right now. Oh, it's going down online at the moment, especially with Instagram. But yeah, let's get our guest on. Hi, Chloe. Hi. Hello, hello. So nice to meet you, queens. Oh, thank you. (laughs) This has been a long time coming, hasn't it? We've had time zone problems. We've had, we've had it all. Yes. And it's (laughs) such an honor to have the Pussy Queen inside the podcast to talk about the Poussoir. The Poussoir. What else? (laughs) For those who don't know about you, please tell our curious fuckers who you are and what you do. Okay. Hi, curious fuckers. I love this uh, way of phrasing an audience. (laughs) Uh, I'm Chloe Adriana and yeah, I call myself the Pussy Queen 
And I like to introduce myself by saying before I was a pussy queen, I was a, a primary school teacher. So I used to teach five-year-olds. And, oh, my God, um, amazing. Love transitions. It. The like they made yeah. the very natural segue into being a pussy queen. <laughs> it's like so sick of children. You're like, what's the opposite side of the world? Like, education. <laughs> yeah, but actually I have found throughout this uh, journey that, that actually they have a very nice like similarity because in teaching people to really like be fully embodied in their pussy and their pleasure and their love, we kind of have to peel back into the, their inner child and where things kind of went missing and went wrong. Yeah. Um, so I, there actually is quite a synchronicity in the bridge. So yeah, I have a real passion for education for self-love and for people just being fully in their most delicious pleasure. And I look at it through the lens of Tantra, through Taoism and through, yeah, just like modern coaching and psychology and the cultural shifts that we're going through um, at this time, which are obviously massive and a big theme at the moment with sex yeah. and sex mm-hmm. education. Yes, we're going to get on to um, the censorship and everything that's going down with Instagram and basically you losing your account and what you've had to go through. Mm. Um, But first, before we move on to that, can you tell us your best fuck, worst fuck, what the fuck fuck, your fuck story from the pick of the litter? Yeah, totally. I actually was messaging my girlfriends. I used to write a sex blog, an anonymous sex blog, while still being a teacher. And um, <laughs> and I was like, which one, guys? And we were looking through the blog. And um, I think, <laughs> I don't know if it's okay with t- two, but I have like a two that yes. felt like a polarity of like my before becoming pussy queen, tantric, uh, yeah. priestessy vibes journey and, mm-hmm. and then the after. Um, and the before was when I was absolutely addicted to unavailable um, men because they have anxious <laughs> attachment and they were just like the hottest, sexiest thing in the fucking world. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, before we move on, what is an unavailable person? How would you describe that for anyone who doesn't know out there or doesn't realize they're into unavailable peeps? How would you describe them? Yeah, so um, I really love looking at attachment styles and um, it's a theory like kind of looked at by a few different people and someone who is a has an avoidant attachment style will usually be unavailable for um yeah emotional emotional depth in relationship so the second that something is like entering the realm of feelings um they will put up really hard walls like for example this guy that in my story on our second date he said just so you know you're you're not allowed to fall in love with me. Oh um, my god! I, <laughs> wow. And, and obviously, I fell madly in love with him. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Unavailability can also unavailability can also be like physical distance, not being yes, able exactly. to like be there physically for somebody. It can also be like they are interested in other people or mm-hmm. in a marriage or in another relationship. They maybe mm-hmm. have kids. That yeah, it's those putting up those walls, and sometimes it can be it doesn't have to be a hard wall. It could literally be like a maybe mm, not sure mm-hmm. which makes it so hard because it's like breadcrumbing you it's like oh well, breadcrumbs this exactly is, yeah <laughs> this is a possibility but yeah, it's still not gonna happen yeah they're keeping oh. you on this like leash that's like you can't get white like close enough but they're not gonna also let you go because yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a pa- there's a power dynamic going on yeah. and those of us who stick around yeah. with unavailable people uh, unavailable people we are also responsible for the 
like the power play that we're letting like happen yes um, to yeah. us which we are adults really and yeah we are adults and we can put down our boundaries and say mm-hmm. if we don't get in a date to see each other i'm gonna end this relationship and not see you again but yeah, we don't do that we just don't yeah. we because we, we want so desperately for them to be what we want or like mm-hmm. oh but they'll finally move to my country mm-hmm. or like yeah. maybe we'll move in <laughs> together finally there's like loads of different ways that this can be so yeah, yeah putting down your boundaries up so differently well, it's yeah. about worthiness, like feeling that you're actually worthy of yeah. having someone be available for you, which is what mm-hmm. I was not. I was like, this is the best I can get because this is what I'm worthy of. So I'll just mm. obsessively love this person and hopefully yeah. uh, it will change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, They'll um, love me. They'll love me eventually. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with him, we'd been uh, dating for quite some time and I was I was a really really big party girl at the time I still love to party but at, um quite big at the time and the, I don't know if anyone's from Australia there's like a pretty popular club called Revolver and I was at Revs and he wasn't there and I like message him on the dance floor like I want to fuck come and meet me right now um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he like met me went downstairs there's no pass out to this club cost like 50 bucks to get in went down, met him downstairs, walked around the corner and had like the most hot epic sex over some construction site in the alleyway. And just like I was in this long velvet dress with a dragon at the front and he just ripped it up over my head and fucked me over some like crane scaffolding situation that was going on. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was getting him to take me back to the club because I refused to like stop partying afterwards and um And we were walking down the street and I held his hand um, because we just had sex and we'd been dating for like six months. And he threw my hand down and was like, (gasps) don't touch my hand in public. Don't hold my hand. Like I was this disgusting, like the intimacy was just no. Oh my God, that's horrible. That's horrific. Yeah, it was so bad. I really, my my little 23-year-old self or whatever I was, like, remembers that so much. Yeah, the rejection, like like you said, it felt like he was repulsed by you. Repulsed, yeah. (laughs) Fucking dickhead. So then skip forward to my Mm -hmm. other story of going through the whole journey, realize I'm a fucking queen and I'm worthy of, like, whatever I want. Um, I attracted uh, my most recent partner who actually dated a woman who had, I forget what the condition is called, it's um, vaginal anesis, I believe, mm-hmm. ageness, where the vaginal canal or like other reproductive organs don't fully form. And so oh, he, wow. yeah, like, so she didn't have a vaginal canal and they were each other's first partner in like early teenage years. This is good for context. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And he actually helped her to to build her vaginal canal like by slowly with the finger gently gently and then gently penis and like helped her build a vaginal canal so his level (laughs) his level of sensitivity you can just imagine was like through the roof and when I met him I had never like he, he first of all started like caressing my um what is this? My chest. And then it was like down to a breast massage. And then he spent like 15 minutes just like massaging and opening my stomach. And what I know is like all these pressure points now in the stomach down to hips, thighs. It was like a 45 minute process of just like unwinding my body. And I felt like I was eating. (laughs) Fuck. 
felt like I was in a coma. So that by the time like his tongue touched my pussy, I just, I actually felt like I was on an acid trip. It was like oh the most my God. <laughs> insane. And, and I don't know what he was doing, but it was this mixture of his tongue and his finger. And I couldn't tell what was what. And yeah, I just mm. melted into the most orgasmic bliss I've ever, oh. ever like experienced from oral sex. And wow. Yeah, he, <laughs> legend. <laughs> yeah. And he Bravo. set the bar for me now of like, yeah. I don't want fucking any if it's not that. Fuck off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you set the bar high. How can you come yeah. back down from that? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that, that is the problem, yeah. isn't it? When we do have really, really great sex, there aren't that many people out there that are that in touch with their own sensuality and other people's yes. bodies in that way. It is a rare find, but I guess that's why we all do what we do because we're trying to educate more people to be in that space. Mm, I think that's why I don't, this is why I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't really like oral because I skip over it because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Probably because I'm like, I can't come or I don't really know how to like receive very well. I'm just like sitting there awkward. So it would be so nice to be able to learn that with someone and have someone not just go straight in for the pussy eating where they're like, oh, you're going to fucking like this and then we're going <laughs> to fuck. Like actually calm down my fucking body and, and take their time. I, I think that's what it is. It's like it's an element of being worshipped and having somebody yes. want to take that time before taking their own pleasure. It is fully about you and your pleasure. And that is just so fucking divine. It's so hard. Yeah, I've really had kind of stepped into a role now of yeah for ages I was like oh where are all the good you know where are all the tantric men and where are the good um like conscious sexual lovers and um pink people and I've I've kind of just have been doing some work on switching that and being like you know what I'm a fucking great lover and now I'm an initiatress so if someone if I have an uh, interaction with someone I just did the other day and he was like yeah, he was not at that level, but I was like to him, hey, if you want to go down to me, I'd like a breast massage first and then you can like touch my stomach and you can actually speak to my pussy for a little bit and tell her how, how beautiful she is and then you can lick my pussy. And so he was so excited. He was like, okay, like, and he loved getting it, like all this guidance. So I also feel that we can initiate yeah. people like, yeah, do it yes. like this, teach, do it like this. Teach, yeah, I love the teach. Labrador energy, just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It, that's, that's so true. We do need to teach people. And like, that's how, you know, we don't, you don't find good lovers unless they've had good teachers in the past. Yes. And whether yes. that's, you know, through their own learning, like the, like doing that themselves or through the partners that they have in their lives as well. So we can be those people for um, our partners. It's the, it's the active, like to want to learn mm-hmm. and, and the asking like, yes, tell me more. Like how, how can I do better at this? Yeah. which is I think is really hard generally speaking for guys to do because they've been brought up in a society where they're supposed to know everything and they're supposed to be dominant and they're supposed to get it all fucking right and it's like no it's about just like being honest and just just asking okay how can I do this show me better I want to learn mm, so sexy yeah totally yeah it is a lot of pressure this expectation you're so right that they have to know and I think it's really beautiful and humbling if Um, I mean, I personally find if someone's unwilling to receive some information that tells me a lot about them and I don't really, it's a turnoff for me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not really interested in this interaction anymore if you're not willing to 
like hear what is authentically pleasurable for me and not. You run the Pussy Queen Academy online. Could you tell us like what actually goes down on this course and how how do you yeah how do you help women feel really good about their vulvas because I think we all have gone through phases in our lives where we don't feel comfortable down there and like the first time someone goes down on us for example can be a really scary thing yeah absolutely um the Pussy Queen Academy is like my fusion of my past teach yourself um and now like my present yeah having done a lot of studies in the tantric and sacred sexuality, sex education realms, and just kind of fusing it together of like permission, sisterhood, siblinghood of coming together and learning together about um, our pleasure and because it's such an isolated experience for so many people, like learning Mm -hmm. to pleasure alone silently in our bedrooms (laughs) Um, (laughs) and like making it be like a normalized thing where everyone's on a call and I'm literally guiding them how to touch themselves in like live on call. And afterwards everyone comes back on and we share like, how was that for you? And someone's like, I was numb. And others are like, fuck, I was numb too. And feeling validated. Um, So Mm. it's pretty much like my, it's there's many there's a few courses and it's like as taking us through the sex education that we never received mm-hmm. um into more like advanced practices uh for those people who really want to understand like the energetics of sex and having full body orgasms and yeah all the all the places that we can go but the i think the fundamentals is what i just would love everyone to receive yeah. um cuz I would love to see that in schools sex education is normalized i think the ripple on effect yes um literally will change the world so yeah yeah the pussy queen academy is this just permission place of sister siblinghood to know about our pleasure um and it's been very much online but now i'm going to be also running in-person uh self-pleasure practices because i've just been learning with layla martin and other like big teachers in this industry Mm, and have received how fucking powerful it is to be self-pleasuring in a room together and hearing the noises and seeing like, the, wow. uh, you know, I was just in a room the other day with 99 people doing sex magic and look, we were allowed <laughs> to look around and there's dildos sticking out of pussies and people standing Fuck. and like this six year old woman in the corner looking around at all of us, like <gasps> clapping her hands. And I was wow. like, "Fuck yes, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Um, but I know it takes a while for people to get there. So the safety of doing it online and in your own space. I find mm. to be really important. And if you want someday to be able to yeah. have pleasure in a room of other people, then I also can take people there. How, how um, did it feel yeah. to be um, so vulnerable in a room full of other people as well? I love it. Um, I personally, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a bit of a voyeur. Um, I wasn't like my pussy was not personally reaching an orgasmic state, but mm. like my whole body was just like vibrating with the aliveness that was in the room like feeling other people in pleasure sisters who had been and and siblings who had been with the whole week it just and you know it's like when your friend has really good news or something really Really exciting is happening for you you're (laughs) like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's like you feel it too and you're like oh tell me more (laughs) yeah to my left and to my right there's like big moans and orgasms happening and I'm like yeah can you tell us why some people come to you to learn about this stuff what kind of insecurities do you see are there any patterns totally so there's yeah really familiar patterns which is something that's 
in in my training is so good for people to experience because there's this perception that like oh I'm alone with my like shame from religion like religion's mm-hmm. a massive one um being brought up in like a yeah catholic or or whatever kind of religion mm-hmm. environment where it is literally shameful it is um yeah going to make you not belong and feeling that your pleasure will make you not belong is one of the big, biggest disconnects because it's one of our fundamental needs is to feel that we belong in community um and then a lot of like just shame around their own pussy and how it is and how it looks and feeling yeah that they can't receive pleasure from another and then they don't even want to touch it because they're afraid are disconnected from it and and they have a lot of shame around it feeling that it's weird that's a big part of my training is to see that all pussies are completely beautiful if we all had the same face it would be fucking weird so yeah um, we have like why the fuck would we have the same pussy that's such a good Mm. way of putting it i've never heard it being put that way before yes yes fucking gold stars all around today fuck (laughs) in terms of that in terms of like gaining that confidence about what your pussy looks like what do you have like three kind of top tips on like how like you can start getting to that place where you feel fucking amazing about how your vulva looks yeah absolutely number one is mirror work looking at your pussy um and i have people in my course do like a a painting of their pussy so they can giving like honoring it through art i find Mm. to be it it connects you to the inner child and brings them the innocence and takes away the cloudy adults like judgments that aren't ours um and yeah as you're like doing those strokes something happens and it's like oh wow she's actually look at this like little petal and look at this Mm. um that can be really like a sweet and soft way of coming to it another great way is looking at other vulvas so you obviously you guys know sex education and that website that was built based on the vulva gallery for the sex education for the purpose of that um show so the vulva gallery has beautiful just like an array of different vulvas so that people can have this demystification and go, yes. oh, okay, okay, look at that. Like my vulva looks like that one and that one. Yeah. Um, and that, and then another kind of next level, if you were stepping like further into this work is actually coming to a workshop like mine or others, like that heaps, there's heaps going on where you actually look at other pussies in real life um, and see other people's pussy and get to, worship them and come into a connection this is quite tantric with the reverence of the fact that like the pussy is actually the fucking creator of of everything like our whole existence and universe every single person that exists is created through pussy and having this understanding of like this is fucking sacred like this is a portal of pleasure birth like existence and that like deeper more anchored like spiritual love i find to be that will just blast you open into the yeah to loving pussy beautiful i love the sound of that this is this might sound a bit weird but like obviously when it comes to all of these like like kind of spiritual sexual practices you can kind of collate this stuff into okay i i watched this documentary 
on audio and there's a one on Netflix about the orgasm cult. And I think quite often, like people think, okay, as soon as they hear someone talking about like Tantra or like workshops where there are people in the same place, they get like, oh God, that sounds like, you know, culty. really culty. <laughs> like, oh, is it like the or- orgasm cult? Did you watch that show on Netflix? Are you, are you no. omming? Are you sitting there omming? <laughs> yeah. I'm not using omming, but I know yeah. all about omming and I've... <laughs> Got a lot of friends who were in the om cult and they fully acknowledged that it yeah. was culty. Although and apparently, like, yeah. apparently omming doesn't have to be culty. Apparently omming is no, actually just like a normal practice, which is I yeah. learned that. Well, I thought it was just like, oh, that's just what culty people do. <laughs> it was the company One Touch that was this horrific cult. They were so fucked. Yeah, very, very fucked. Very fucked. And I had an ex who went to one of the workshops as well. Um, so like people people did go and it, it didn't seem like bad from the outside. I mean, you can tell in the documentary that it starts with this sounds fucking amazing, like liberating people, people feeling better about their sexuality. But the problem with that place was that they then used the things that they were ashamed for, like coercive control and stuff like that. So is there a way that you can kind of separate what hit people here and like kind of would attach to these kind of spiritual practices? Yeah, totally. I think it's, I love this question because I, I really feel that I am quite good at walking in both worlds. Like my family are Irish farmers and like I just have a very kind of regular life, but, and then I've also chosen to um be in spiritual spaces because there's something about them that really just like touches something deeper on me but I'm not so in them that I'm like a loss to the fact that there's another world out there who's not interested in that yeah and I love both like parts of reality and for me like culty experiences happen when we give away our power and we start um like doing things that we are told to do without a sense of like this feels good to me or this feels right or this feels wrong and that like I guess comes with knowing and feeling a trust and resonance with the the teacher or the facilitator um that you're working with like you know ISTA is a is a I don't know if you guys know well I'm sure you do ISTA the International School of Temple Arts they're under a big fucking lot of fire right now for um yeah a lot of misconduct I've done ISTA and I personally loved it but I chose very specifically like the head teacher who I was working with because there's head teachers all over the world and you know there was one that was happening in Melbourne and I was like I don't want to go to that one like it doesn't that teacher doesn't feel aligned for me but another teacher um Janine I was like I fucking respect her like I just she's got so much integrity and um yeah so I think it's about following the teacher and feeling that trust and then even when you're in the room and something's happening like if you're being told to do it and not asked and invited to do it for red flags like it should always be an invitation um and i guess a lot of people who come in and to spiritual spaces um they are quite lost i think it can be like a coming into a place from feeling lost and and not feeling that sense of their own power and so i do totally understand where this like sense of fear and cultiness can come and I experience in my work is that I have this like step ladder of um of where you can go like yeah you can come and like be in a room doing like really witchy wild sex magic practices but you never have to come and do that you can just like do the online program learn the a to z's of self-pleasure and be like 
I'm sorted. Um, and a lot of people like climb the stepladder because that's what they want. And others just like come a few steps and they're like, I'm complete now. I do really think that the practices that you do and that you teach are so beneficial to people. I think it can really help people connect with their bodies um, in, a, in a totally different way, in a really safe space. So I think I think the work is amazing and it's good to have like the comparison of like or just like the kind of words of knowledge of like how to avoid like getting into the bad places I think you just always need to be like slightly aware of it and just be like okay I need to make sure I'm doing this because I want to do this um instead of going to one touch (laughs) (laughs) and also I think it's like like sex like sometimes we have sex with people that were like fuck wish I didn't do that and yeah it's about having yes. compassion for yourself mm-hmm. and being like, I made a, I made a poor choice there and I've, I've learned from that yeah. and yeah. not being yes, such a stickler learned. on ourselves. Like I have to fucking get it right. Like I have to, yeah, I have a lot of people are like, oh, I had a one night stand that was so bad and I, now I'm a shit spiritual person or whatever. It's like, yeah. fuck it. Like you had a shit one night stand. Like what did you learn? Awesome. Like good on you for living and existing and not being fucking perfect. Yeah. Okay. Bonus question. What are your thoughts on calling your vulva pussy in the bedroom? Do we like the term pussy? I mean, I I can guess that you love the term (laughs) pussy, but like, what are your thoughts on it? I love it. Um, I mean, I would recommend reading the book Pussy, A Reclamation to get why I love Mm. it. It's the best like book I've ever read. Um, It's like my personal Bible. Um, And it's just like a reclamation. And like there's Yoni, if you're in the tantric world, Yoni is like a very popular word. But for mm-hmm. me, it's not an English word. Um, I want to be connected to a word that's um, my language. Vagina is only like one part of our, our vulva. And it's so actually, clinical. yeah, it's so clinical. And it actually means mm. sheaf for a sword. That's the Latin translation. Oh, sake, of so, yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God, I did not know that. Yeah, so oh. I'm not interested in that word. Sheaf <laughs> <laughs> for a motherfucking sword. Yeah, that's its only purpose. Do you feel like do you feel like porn has maybe changed? Because like, I love the term pussy, but I had this question brought to me the other day, and I and it was just like you know the cringe behind it of just like yeah, I want to eat your pussy. (laughs) It was like you know it's like what porn has done to that word. I just think about like some sort of lecherous dude being like you like it when I fuck your pussy <laughs> I don't know this is turning me on also so I can't fucking talk <laughs> yeah I guess it's like I think in the, uh, Mama Gina's book she says like whisper pussy like because I'm all about connecting to your actual pussy or vulva mm. or yoni as having its own consciousness um, mm. and if you whisper down names to it and like feel for the response that you get back and when I whisper like uh. I get this like little buzz and tingle like oh coming through me. I, I, I love that when yeah. you said it too. <laughs> yeah. Collective pussy yeah. buzz. Yeah. We must just love the buzz. word pussy. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Try again. Try again. Vulva. Vulva. Mm. Vagina. Vagina. No. 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 <laughs> Extra cheese on the tackle. <laughs> Extra cheese on the taco. No, that's nothing. doing something. That's doing something. I'm in, I'm in Mexico right now, so yeah. I don't know. It's nearly lunchtime. Oh, <laughs> delicious. I'm fucking hungry. I could do the taco. So, I personally love saying pussy as well. I think. I think it's just hot. Yeah. Well, like, wait, 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 wait. Cunt. 
Oof, you feel that in your cunt. Oh, cunt has something. It's power. Yeah, some, a, little, there's a there's, little something. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of power mm. in that. Yeah, mm. it's more of like a full stop on the little buzz. It's mm. like a... Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I would say anyone, listen, like just whisper to your genitalia a bunch of different words and feel for that, like whatever you feel. And then that's like the word. That's the word for you. Yeah. So we've been going through um, quite a crisis over on our Instagram recently. So many accounts have been being deleted because Meta is on some kind of war against people talking about sex on the internet and queer people. And it's all happening in Pride Month. Yay, obviously. Um, But you've been under attack as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've been deleted. Um, I was deleted actually in December. So I've got it pre this like big rampage that seems to be happening right now. Jesus. Um, I personally call it a witch hunt. Like a, like a, yeah, Yeah. it feels like a modern day witch hunt to me. There's kind of nothing you can do about it in the circles that um, I'm running it it's we've got up to like 55 accounts that have been deleted that's just in our immediate circle so these are accounts that are sex educational accounts they are sex worker accounts sex informational and also se- safe sex spaces so we lost torture garden we lost lost club verboten we lost the uk fetish archive we lost the porn conversation which is erica lust's educational instagram a countless amounts of um uh countless amount of sex related instagram accounts we lost adrena the guest from last week's uh, account but um after banding everything all together um, and we organised a protest to happen in London on Tuesday and we put it out on socials all yesterday. It's kind of been like ghost stations on this end. And this morning, the account started popping back up and reinstated. So a lot of accounts that we put out on this little like protest flyer, all the information, like everyone meet at this place like a lot of those count- accounts are being reinstated with like a little message from Instagram. You're like, oh, sorry, we made a mistake oh, kind of shit. God. But well, a lot of people just take it as like, oh, you lost your Instagram account. It's no big deal. Losing your Instagram is like literally getting fired. Yeah. It is losing your job. It is, it is years of time and effort and learning, putting into one place a portfolio that just gets taken away from you and you've got no idea if you're going to get it back. If like you, there's no one to speak to, Meta don't have a phone line. They they only have like a shitty online form yeah. that you can appeal to, but that fucking goes nowhere, especially when you have no real idea why your account's been suspended, especially when it's talking about sex educational means or tips or empowering people people or pleasure meta hates female pleasure oh yeah in particular female pleasure it's absolutely fucked and the thing is like the power distortion is so fucked my teacher Layla martin was taken down two days ago she's already back yes um because she has a contact in meta and yeah yeah yeah, and can like get through i had used because my instagram and facebook were connected and i just highly advise no one to do that because um my facebook also got deleted when my instagram was deleted and that's like a very different thing of like my family my friends for years like my photos personal yeah so personal 
And the, mm. I actually got recommended to contact the Australian government as it was like, a, it's a business. Um, yeah. And so I went through the like Australian government business, whatever the fuck they're called. And they got me into contact with Meta. Um, yeah. And Meta said, you can have your Facebook back, but you can't have your Insta- Instagram back because you've hit wow. too many strikes. And I was like, what strikes? Where, how many strikes did I have? When like, yeah. when did they get taken? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why so, have I not been warned? Why have I not been warned? If I knew I was on my last nightmare. strike, I would have fucking... Yeah, like Yeah. The worst part is is you get like either you get a strike or you have no idea and you cannot learn how to do better. So no. you've just got no idea what you're doing wrong, even if it's like one word. When you lose your Instagram account, especially for businesses around sex or sex workers, it is a huge impact on your finances. You know, you can lose money and it's also really devastating for our mental health. Mental health. Like, yeah. I know I know when I've had my account deleted, I have had thoughts of suicide. I have been extremely self-destructive it has put me in an awful spiral and there's just nothing you can do and no one you can talk to and again sex workers are are really isolated and they can't speak to each other and they can't help each other I'm part of the sex worker union we have a whatsapp group and and it is a beautiful space but when you lose your account you you're just like right I'm screwed that's a huge part of where my income is coming from and I can't do anything about it it is soul destroying it's also like a lot of um people we know we keep in contact with through Instagram because they've made their app like a place where like like WhatsApp like fucking iMessage like they've just they've made it the place where you communicate with people so I have so many friends on Instagram that I would lose if I didn't if, if, if my account got deleted and that would be so sad like people in the space people I've connected with in my life and yeah it's it's such a personal thing I just really want to like yeah my heart so goes out to people who are like also in my circle there's I I don't know at least 20 who at the moment are being deleted have been deleted and um yeah like I, I was pretty able to like be resilient and come back like my mental health is pretty grounded but a lot of my friends who already had like mental health um, pieces that they were navigating to have this layered on top. It is fucking debilitating. And yeah, it really like breaks my heart and makes me so um, fucking angry. Um, But I also like through my journey of the last six months of having the being deleted, like I just, yeah, like I feel like saying uh, like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Like delete me as much as you want. This This is the work I'm here to do. And I feel like in all of us, the the power of our collective, it's like we are we're on the forefront of a change that is happening. And like no matter what they do, you know, any revolution that you see in the past, there's always those who are on the front line who got fucking squashed, 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 but they kept Mm. getting back up. And that's the reason like we see like beautiful changes that we have um, today as much as things around, um, you know, the queer community and the bike pop community mm-hmm. still need progression. They have progressed so far and it's because they mm-hmm. were stood on those front lines. And that's what I feel that we are. We're on the front line of like the sexual revolution and keep fuck going. Even me and Reed have like thought about throwing in the towel like recently because mm-hmm. this yes. shit is hard to keep yeah. doing when you keep getting knocked down and there isn't the support there out there for mm-hmm. us to keep saying this message but we know like deep down in our hearts i got a fucking fortune cookie that said never quit and i was like yes. never fucking yes. quit <laughs> and actually that makes and me- well yeah. 
Sorry, I was going to say it makes me think of consumers, you know, like we're talking about all of the beautiful people who do the work. And I also want to say to like consumers, like support us, like let us know why we should keep Mm -hmm. going and why like you have benefited from our work because yeah, we're all, we're humans too. And we need that like remembrance sometimes when times are really fucking dark to be like, Mm -hmm. when I get a message that's like, wow, you changed my sex life with my husband and we were going to break up. I'm like, Yes, this is why yes. I'm fucking doing it. Like, keep yes. going. This is why we're yeah. doing it. This is why we're like earning no money and grinding <laughs> so hard and putting so many fucking hours into this shit. It's like when people are like, oh my God, you're amazing. You have changed my life. Like, that is why we do the stuff we do. And of course, if you're out there and you want to help us, like, pledge to our Patreon, follow our OnlyFans, like, support us. If you can't send money, which, you know, not expecting anyone to because times are fucking tough right now, send send out, like, share our posts and share this podcast to people and, like, just, just word of mouth. Talk about us and this so we can get it into more people's ears so we can get better sponsors and can get seen better and, yeah, fucking earn some fucking dough. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. To, to pay our bills, not just because we want to, you know, have fun. That we too, enjoy, too. we yeah. deserve to have fun too, fun. though, man. We deserve, to have, you deserve to have fun. Yeah, we want to have some yeah, fucking yeah. fun. Yeah. Cl- fun. Chloe, where can people support you while we're at it? Yeah. May as well, baby. Yeah, let's support my, well, my Instagram's coming back apparently because I'm getting on that fucking list, but you can go to my, yes. my new one, um, <laughs> Queen Chloe Adriana. I made a YouTube account because I was like, fuck putting all my eggs in the Instagram basket. So now I have yeah. that. My website, chloeadriana.com. Um, but actually, the thing that I love, my baby, is my email list. I really love writing and I write like very oh. detailed story um, shares in on my mailing list, which you can sign up through, through Instagram or through my email. Um, yeah, or come to my fucking nice. workshops in Australia if you're there or I'll be doing some in Europe next year as well. I Ooh, love amazing. teaching in person. It's like very, very yeah. uh, let yeah, me know. It's super fun. I love teaching. Let me know if you're person. ever in LA. I feel like LA is like the right crowd for you. Mm. Sure. I've been invited to LA like yes, three times in the last. Yeah. I hooked up with a really cute guy from LA like last week. So I think oh, I'm okay. come to LA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Well, this has been an incredible podcast episode. Thank you so much for being our guest and coming on and talking about pussy, baby. Mm. Yeah. I hope everyone's left we this episode feeling it. really fucking good about their pussies charged with their pussy mm, pussy, pussy, pussy. pussy or you know not not to you know not to discriminate your bussy baby <laughs> speak to your bussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you queens loved it <laughs> Of course, if you've loved this episode, please share it wide and far and to everyone. Put it on your stories, put it, tweet it, put it on TikTok, talk about it. And you can do that and follow us and tag us at Come Curious, as well as our personal accounts at Read Amber X and Florence Bark. Yes. And remember to leave us a little rating and a review because it helps us get into more people's ears. And as you heard in this episode, it is more important than ever ever to be having this conversation see you next thursday curious fuckers see you next thursday bye Bye. Mm.